Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Edge, and I get to have these amazing monthly conversations with my fabulous co-host, Dr. Pat. These conversations are empowering, they're deep, they're transformational, and we absolutely love doing them. This is now our third third season doing this, and this is our 42nd show. And today we're going to be talking about mass manipulation and the effects and impact that being manipulated or manipulating others has on us, on our health and our well-being, and on our sense of community. I'm really excited for this show, Pat. How are you feeling about it? I think it's a, it's a really important conversation to have because, you, you know, we don't talk about it in these terms. Mm-hmm. We talk about it, and books have been written about influencing others. And there's a difference in my mind. You know, we all influence each other. This show is influential. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a line that I think that gets crossed sometimes between being influential and having an exchange of ideas and communication versus when that turns into you either take my idea or else. Absolutely. And we'll talk about the various forms of manipulation. And thank, thank you for being so blunt about this, because we want to talk about the signs so that people can get some help. You know, yeah. what are the signs of manipulation? What do they look like? What can you do about it? Um, t- tell me from your perspective, this is a very important conversation for you. Um, it's been a conversation for me for most of my adult career in corporate America. Mm -hmm. but what is it about this now that we have taken mass manipulation to a new level? I think it's really important to, as you say, look at the different levels of manipulation, the different kinds of manipulation, what manipulation may be toxic to our our health and our well-being, what manipulation may be more of the influencing, as you say, to really be able to break it down so that people understand how it is that we use this behavioral tool in our day-to-day lives and how we can identify those places where it's not a healthy kind of behavior that we are either engaged in or being um, afflicted with. And when I was doing our write-up and and organizing our show, the term master manipulator came to me, you know, and I, and I know that all of us have one, two or a dozen master manipulators in our lives, or maybe we are a master manipulator if we're really being honest in the ways in which we get other people to behave in certain ways, do certain things, fill our wishes and desires in certain ways. And it really is an incredible area of human psychology. The reason that it's so important right now is because for me personally, I'm watching 
loved ones around me. I'm watching friends, colleagues, strangers being manipulated on a mass scale to follow certain behaviors or directives or equally on the other hand being manipulated to not follow those directives those those mandates um, it's really interesting to observe the two different camps that our world seems to be divided in right now when it comes to this global situation that we're in and looking at both sides and what seems to really matter most to each side becomes the thing that they then become the master manipulator around, mm -hmm. right? So wow. that's on the grand scale. And then on the personal scale, when I really started to look at my life as I was living it in my former marriage and in the former health situations that I was in, one of the things that I had to get really honest about was where I was allowing myself to be manipulated and why, why was I allowing it? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, we've talked about this in many of our other shows, the ways in which we learn to survive in a situation that isn't always the best for us or can be downright dangerous for us. It's sometimes to allow that behavior to happen to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. And, you know, there's a difference between offering and mm -hmm. manipulating. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me give a practical example. Uh, you get an email that comes in and maybe you didn't ask for it, but it's kind of cool. It's like a press release. And I got one this morning and it's called, it's an offer. Mm. It says for a limited time, you can purchase a new rail pass on Amtrak to, to tour the country for one loan fare up to 99 per traveler. Mm -hmm. And that's an offer. You look at it and then they explain it and then they explain the regular price and it ends there. Mm -hmm. It ends there. There doesn't come a follow up. And I'm talking about a simple ad and how a simple ad. There's not going to be a follow up. They're going to they're telling you how in 50 years this is what they're doing. They're giving you the criteria. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get some follow up that says, if you don't do it, right. this will be your consequence. Right. Then there's manipulation. So this is a really important distinction. It's one thing to say, here's what I have to offer you. And then you get to make up your mind about it. That's informed consent. That's informed decision-making. So Amtrak makes that offer and you think, well, that's kind of interesting. Well, do I want to go around the country? Let's look at what's going on in the rest of the country. Does that seem like a good thing to do this summer? Are there other offers out there that might be better or different? You do your research. You make up of your mind based on the information that you have because you have access to all the information that you need to make that informed decision. Mm. To me, that's not manipulation. But as you've described, once those follow-up emails start coming in, once there is a hint of coercion, or an if you don't then, a perceived consequence, we move immediately into a state of apprehension, anxiety, and fear. And those are the states that a master manipulator will then manipulate. Because if you're in fear, you're not thinking clearly. If you're feeling anxious, you're not grounded. So you're not making a clear decision, right? There's the, the whole, again, the whole psychology of it is so fascinating. And in many, in, I think in all cases, until you sit down and really look at your life and notice and see and be honest about where 
you are being manipulated or are manipulating others, it is for the most part under the radar. We're so used to it that we don't even question it. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I think when we start to look at this, Megan, you know, it really is, it, it starts, you can start at the micro, you could start at the macro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give you an example, and I'm not going to mention any names or networks, but it's a real example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, recently, one of our networks decided that, and re- it, this is true, this is a fact. One of our networks refused close to a hundred, it was like 184,000 advertisement because the advertisements actually said that the January 6th riots actually happened here. And so you have to ask yourself, mass manipulation. Mm-hmm. One party is on one side and says, nope, January 6th riot didn't happen. The other party over here who wants to purchase 186 or $7,000 worth of advertising mm-hmm. has an ad that says it did happen. And yet this is news that goes out and people are divided. And so part of this is looking at what gets in the way of Mm -hmm. any of us, especially at a mass control level, to tell the truth. Well, let's look at what that means in the first place. You know, truth is or can be very arbitrary. There's a difference between truth and agreed fact. You know, we can all agree that it's a fact that the world turns. No, we can't even all agree on that because some people believe the earth is flat. We can believe, we can agree that there's a sun in the sky and we see it every day. Oh, but wait, no, because if you live in the jungle, maybe you don't see it every day. Or if it's, you live in Antarctica and it's the middle of winter, you don't see it every day. So you see what I'm saying? There's, there's truth and there's fact, but truth and fact don't always meet because then it comes down to our own personal experience. I've been looking at this idea since we started talking about it of manipulation and you know what is it that allows a mass manipulation to happen? How is it that it can affect so many people but then some people are not affected by the mass manipulation? Some people are questioning what they're being told or what the controlled narrative is or what what's happening and other people just simply go along with it. And I, I think it's this relationship between the micro experience and the macro experience. Mm-hmm. If you were a person who grew up in a very manipulative household where there was a master manipulator or two in the household, you would learn to follow the manipulation. You would learn to not question it. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah. safe to. So, so you might become the kind of person who, if there is a, a mass manipulation campaign, you might be the sort of person who would f- fall for it. And history really points this out. I mean, you and I are just not having theoretical conversations here. No. You know, the history of what you've done and you've looked at, you know, you can see where massive amounts of people were convinced Mm -hmm. to do something, to act in ways that are devastatingly harmful, the most harmful things we could possibly do out of a manipulative process. And every moment 
their paradigm was supported by day-to-day persecution. I mean, Megan, I think you talk about, you know, the fact that the, you know, we're looking at Nazi Germany, uh, Rwanda, Bosnia, genocide. We're looking at, we're looking at these, but yet, do you know that we're moving in a direction where the Holocaust is not really talked about much anymore? I am aware of that. Um, my half of my family is Jewish, and my stepmother's family were in the concentration camps. And my stepmother has spent much of her adult life exploring that, uh, doing a lot of healing work around it for other people as well as for herself. She does a lot of writing around it. Uh, it's very, it was very real for a lot of people, for millions and millions of people. It was very, very real. The question that I've always had around that is how did that happen? Like how, how did Hitler manipulate, mass manipulate an entire population or at least much of that population to believe that this was the right course of action to blame an entire other population and then to commit these atrocities on them. But when you start to break it down, you see a pattern and the pattern is that it starts benignly it starts with a, a people that generally like to follow the rules, like we do in Canada. We like to follow the rules. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, we're so damn polite. Don't you know that? Oh, all damn? right. Okay. Oh, that, that. There we go. <laughs> um, there's, there's lots of subtle ways that it starts quietly and it starts on the small side. And it, as, it, as it gains momentum, that's when the manipulation of fear and anxiety starts to come. There's, it's very specific, the wording, the marketing, and the branding that is used in a mass manipulative event. And what, what the master manipulator does is creates a, an us and them scenario. And us is superior, and them is not. And them is the reason why we are not succeeding in whatever it is that we're being told that we should be doing. So we create. So this, there's this shame and blame, like we've talked about in previous episodes. There's a divide that gets created, but more than that, and what is as insidious, if not more, is that it is as much what is not being said, or shown, or shared, as the words that are being used to cement a particular mass viewpoint. And by that, I mean that there were a lot of people in Germany at the time who did not know what was happening. They knew that their neighbors were disappearing, but they didn't know where they were going. And sometimes that was because they didn't want to know, because who would? I mean, that's one of the reasons also that manipulation can be so effective, is that we don't want to know. We don't want to know what's going on over there. We've got to keep our family safe over here. All right, so these, these layers and layers to it. It's, it's such an important question. What is it that would allow a human being to treat another human being so awfully when that seems contrary to our human nature? As a cooperative species, how is that, a, how is that an evolutionary benefit? Yeah. I, I have to tell you, uh, you know, let's take a short break because when we come back, you know, I want to talk with you about how do you know? How do you know that something's going on? You know, in the last show, we talked about internal and external chaos. Mm. But manipulation 
is part of that. Mm -hmm. But how do you know if you are being manipulated? And it sounds so victimized, doesn't it? Oh, don't say I'm being manipulated because I'm standing in my power. But stay with us for the rest of the show and see where the conversation goes. Because you have to really see your own signs in order for you to have a moment where you hit a pause button. Now, I will say when we come back, we're going to talk about this. But also, we'll talk about the latest study that came out because it seems like they're not working in every state in the United States. And why is that? And I'm just going to say right now, just a comment. When we come back, we're going to talk about how we are looking at what it is about us that is so powerful that no one can manipulate us. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. The finder of lost things, exploring your superpowers of trust, healing, and transformation with me, Hannah Belton. When my brother Christian went missing, I completely denied my grief. We can either transform and transition or we can stay stagnant. This podcast will uncover the process that Christian and I went on to find the lost things, him, and to find the parts of me that were missing. And there's things that are missing in you that prevent you from letting go, whether it's a person, a dream, a lifestyle. That process of trusting and finding the lost pieces and, and integrating them, that's where you get your sustainable transition that will carry on. Tune in every Monday at 9am Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. You can find me at hannahvelton.online. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative, and earth-shattering way to live, work, and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. Has your kindness been used against you? Are you ready to clear the confusion and reconnect with your power? Then it's time to become toxic person proof. Join toxic relationship specialist Sarah K. Ramsey as she gives you the secrets to rebuilding and rebranding your life after a toxic person encounter. It's time to get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about your future. For more information, visit sarahkramsey.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. 
Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium Jamie and Spirit Walker Nicole, 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you joining us playing on the Edge Radio with me, Dr. Pat and Megan Edge. Radio could change with these. Today, Megan, this is a conversation on the edge of mass manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mass manipulation, by the way, is something that historically has we can and we can point to these. Historically, we can find times in history where when we say mass manipulation, we are talking about major historical events. You know, we're talking about things that you can see at a very global level. But how about you? How do you see it? How do you know when you're in the middle of something like that? Megan, before we before you take this on, because you're going to give us a lot of tips here. Um, mm. What's the best way for people to find out about you? Well, you can visit my website, which is uh, meganedge.ca, and there's all sorts of information on there. And we're in the process right now of updating it. So if you see a few gaps, please bear with us. We're adding a whole bunch of new information, new services, new products that are coming forward for the summer. Uh, so certainly you can find me through my website. You can also find me on YouTube at Megan Edge Healing, LinkedIn at Megan Edge Healing, uh, Facebook at Megan Edge Healing, as well as Megan Edge. Where else am I? I think I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, and just email send me an email I love old-fashioned email it's one of the best ways to reach me actually find that there's so many different ways in which we can connect with people and I I lose track (laughs) send me an email (laughs) I will respond immediately (laughs) um and yeah and people do respond um look we're taking on a conversation about mass manipulation that I mean it goes back as far back as you can imagine You know, people have asked me, what is my first recollection of something like a mass manipulation? And boy, you know, my answer was, I don't know what my first recollection is, but I do remember in history, the times where women were burned and at the stake and, you know, where the practices of old and nature were completely obliterated Mm -hmm. um, by rhetoric. And so for today, help us understand, please where we are and is it possible for this to happen now in this day and age are we going through it and what are the signs well it's interesting when we when we were first looking at this as a topic and i thought on the edge of mass manipulation no we're not on the edge of mass <laughs> manipulation we're full on <laughs> up to our necks in mass manipulation right now and it's coming at us from all different directions and and really one of my main reasons for wanting us to have this conversation is to be able to to demonstrate that okay there are it's happening around us we do it to other people consciously or unconsciously with intention or without intention and other people do it to us all the time it is part of human behavior and i think we've been doing it probably since we came down from the trees and animals do it as well so this is this is not um, a new idea but where it becomes a real problem as we said at the beginning is is when it shows up as something toxic where you've lost your sense of self or empowerment or the ability to make choices or the feeling like somebody else or something else has a grip on you or has control over you and the decisions that you get to make. So I wanna take it to the individual level first and do some of the work around identifying how you know 
if you are being manipulated or if you're being really honest with yourself when you may have used some of these tactics also to get to get your way. So we want to look at the, the three main factors that involve manipulative behavior. And the first one is fear. The second one is obligation. And the third one is guilt. So when you are afraid, as we've already identified, you don't make good decisions for yourself or you make decisions that are based on saving yourself from whatever uh, the threat is, the, the harm is. The obligation is a feeling that you owe somebody something. You have to do something in return for the, the action, the gift, whatever it is that the other person has, has done for you. And it feels like a has to, like you don't have a choice in the matter. It's not a, you helped a little lady cross the street and she brought you muffins the next day to say thank you. It's more about that feeling like you have to, have to, have to. And then the third one is guilt. Guilt is a big one with manipulation. And it, it happens on all levels and it can be, and I think it is incredibly damaging. I think we did a show on, on the edge of guilt. If not, we should do one because it's a big emotion and it's a, it's a really important um, identifier of when things are out of whack, when that, when that guilt shows up. Somebody who is a master manipulator will use all three of these emotional states to get what they want. And ultimately that's what manipulation is, right? It's getting what you want, whether it's between you and I, or between me and my family, or an employer and employee, or government, or religion, if we want, you know, when we bring it out really big. Yeah. So with manipulation, there are always strings attached. That's something that's really important to, to recognize. Somebody who is not manipulating you does not expect anything in return for whatever it is that they have done for you or are wanting for you. It is no strings attached. Manipulation always has strings attached. Usually a, a master manipulator makes you have to prove yourself. I'm very familiar with this one. <laughs> um, there's a significant relationship in, in my life, one that I used to be in, uh, where I was never allowed to be right. No matter what opinion I had, no matter what information I had, it was constantly attacked. We're seeing this now on a large scale. We're seeing this now on a large scale. So always having to prove yourself. A master manipulator is someone who's very passive aggressive. So they'll use your vulnerability against you in order to get what they want, right? Or they'll flip between, I love you. Oh my God, you make me so angry. That passive aggressiveness that can happen. Gaslighting. Gaslighting or ghosting are, are huge tactics in manipulation. So gaslighting is when you really convince somebody that what they think or believe or feel isn't real, right? And, and, and if you've had that experience where someone's done that to you, it's an, it's an awful feeling. It's a really awful feeling. It's crazy making. Ghosting is the whole silent treatment. You just stop talking. And remember I said at the beginning, it's as much what isn't said or isn't shared as it is yeah. the words that are used. This is yeah. an example of that. Right? You manipulate somebody through the silent treatment. You're yeah. pun punishing them, basically. Someone who's a master manipulator is always just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, I don't want to offend you, but I'm going to offend you. Right? <laughs> uh, they often play the victim card. The well, they're also pretty convincing yeah. that please don't take me that seriously. Yes. You know, I, I mean, and, and I just want to comment on that for a minute. Because it is one of the more subtle ways, you know, yeah. it's the comment, it's the shrug of the shoulders, it's mm -hmm. the, oh, 
you know, it's the body language. It's the thing. It's whatever it takes for me to get your attention that I don't agree with what you're doing. Yes. It's it's whatever that's going to take. And what I love about this, it's so fine-tuned. Yes. It's fine-tuned. Just like you described your previous relationship. Mm -hmm. How horrific did that feel? Awful. And the most awful feeling about it is the not really understanding what's going on. It's the pulling the wool over the other person's eyes. Because on the one hand, okay, I know that behavior isn't right, but then, oh, there's a bouquet of flowers that I'm being... I'm being manipulated into feeling sorry for or feeling that I need to forgive this other person, but it doesn't feel right in my body, except that I don't have the words to describe what's really going on. And if I try to explain, the master manipulator will turn on the charm or, as you say, do whatever is necessary to placate so that the outcome, the end result is what they want mm-hmm. So the way that I described it in my relationship was that I was, I get needled. If I said no, I would just get needled. I would get needled persistently. It could take three or four weeks until I finally just say, oh my, fine, have it, whatever it is you're wanting. Fine, we'll do it. It's, I just stopped needling me. <laughs> and I didn't know at the time what that was until I was out of it and looking back on it and realized, oh God, that's why I felt so awful all the time. Right? It sets yeah. it up in your body. Your body gets sick. When you're with a master manipulator, your body, you will get sick. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> um, yeah. Filling you with kindness. That's another one. They're very charming. Master manipulators are very charming. But they'll also, they'll use, like you say, whatever it is, whether it's, if it's anger to scare you, or if it's, it's threats or conjoling or coercion, they'll find your vulnerable points and they'll take advantage mm-hmm. to get what they want in the, in the end. Um, They'll often also make your problems feel very small. So oh, insignificant. 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 Really yeah. Yeah. And and let's what let's let's talk about what that means. What the pile up, what the build up means. Mm-hmm. Let's say this is happening to you on an individual level. Let's say it's happening with you with somebody that's close to you and you love, and you're in a day to day of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a question mark that Megan will handle when we come back from break. The question mark is, what do you do? How do you respond? How do you protect your boundary so you don't take it in? What happens if you do take that in? Here's why we're talking about this, right? Yeah. If you do take that in and you adjust one, your likes, you adjust what you would do, you start to second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. All of it yeah. piles on to a decrease in self-worth mm-hmm. and trusting yourself. Now, imagine that for you as an individual. Now, imagine that for a community. Now, imagine that for an organization. Now, imagine that for something beyond that, the state you live in, the the providence you live in. Now, imagine that beyond that, and now you're talking about a nation, then multi-nations. Now, imagine that same thing. The impact is the same, isn't it? It is the same. And, and one of the major impacts that this has, and, and there are lots of studies that support this, it drops your immune system. Right? Any, any stress that is a continual chronic stress and being manipulated is a, clinical, is a critical chronic stress, 
will lower your body's defense systems because you are constantly on the defense and that takes an enormous amount of energy and it depletes your resources. So if you are not taking care of yourself while this is going on, if you are not getting lots of clean, fresh water, lots of good food, fresh vegetables, nourishing your body with supplements and with vitamins, getting outside, getting exercise, getting the sun, interacting with other positive people who are also, also in a healthy state, you will get taken out by the manipulation. That's a fact. I know I did at a personal level. My health was a disaster. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't know why. I yep. knew there was a connection. I mean, I, uh, there's a connection, obviously, but I didn't see it for me. Yep. Someone else looking in would have seen it. Yep. I'm watching it happen right now on a global scale. Yeah. And let's hold that thought. When we come back from break, you know, we're going to take this next segment through why this is an important conversation and what you should know about how to recognize it, what you can do to create this healthy boundary around yourself. Because in the conversation of manipulation, there are always people we point to that have bumped up against the boundary and have decided they're not going to be manipulated. I, I mean, if you think of people like Schindler and others, you know, um, Malaya Yosefzai, you talk about people that have said, nope, you could shoot me in the head, but I, I'm not going away. Mm -hmm. So how do we learn these tools? That's what Megan's going to talk about. But do, do we even know we're engaged in the energy and the dance of mass manipulation? Let's take a short break, everybody. When we come back, it's all about that and much more with Megan Edge. We'll be right back. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Tune in to the show, Heart Change Consciousness, with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. 
sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to, um, you know, a conversation here that we're having. Megan Edge, this is her fabulous show, Playing on the Edge Radio. Uh, and we were just chatting during the break about a number of different things. But again, before we talk about, you know, where we are in the conversation and thinking about critical thinking, you mm. know, to really look at, how, is it real or is it something else? Um, what's the best way again for people to find out more about you? And then we're going to jump in and talk about the idea that maybe if you're plugged into the commercialism of our lives, are, are we all having the opportunity to be manipulated? We sure are. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I can manipulate you into coming and talking to me, but no, I won't do that. I'm going to (laughs) offer. I offer you a way to connect with me. You can connect with me through my website at meganedge.ca. You can connect with me through uh, Facebook, through LinkedIn, through YouTube. We have an amazing YouTube channel. There's over 400 videos on there. Now, if you want to know if it's a fit for you to come and work with me, go to my YouTube channel. Watch my workshops. Watch my my podcasts. Watch our, our shows that we do. They're all there. It's a really great resource for empowerment and healing and learning more about the work that I do. So those are some of the ways you can reach me. <laughs> you know, look, I, I think we're really having a conversation about helping all of us understand the roller coaster ride that we're on right now and how to make those decisions. But I think there's something more powerful here that you're going to talk about. And that is, you know, the ability for all of us to have that one freedom we all have. The one freedom we all have is the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. That is our freedom. We can choose to open our mouths and say something. We could choose to write a song, did a rap in my last show. We can choose how to step out in the world, what to talk about, even in the workplace, you know, with the level of bullying that's going on right now. um, And I'm not even going to get into the conversation about the abuse levels for people that have come into this country from other places. Because now what we have to talk about is the reality. Have we always been manipulated, Megan? Yes. <laughs> Simple answer. Yes. And as we were saying earlier on in the show, that isn't always necessarily a bad thing. We can call it different things. We can say that if me as a mother, I want my children to have their vitamins, it's really important to me. I really do believe if they get their vitamins every day, they're going to be healthier. And my whole job is to keep them safe in this world but they don't want to take their vitamins or eat their Brussels sprouts or have the cod liver oil. I can get that totally. (laughs) I don't want the cod liver oil either, but, 
what am I going to do as a parent to demonstrate to my children the value of what it is that I want for them to do? Because I have a wisdom that they don't have. And if it means that I'm going to have to bribe them, or maybe do some subtle and loving coercion to make sure that they do the things that I know are good for them or that I believe are good for them, is that necessarily a negative thing? I think if it's used well and judiciously, then yes, it can be a good thing. But if it becomes the only way that I interact with my children, if the only thing that I can do to get them to do what I want them to do is to bribe them with candy or a trip to the zoo or whatever it is, I'm setting up an expectation in them that that's how the world works. They're going to be much more likely to take the bribe or be coerced and not actually see what their freedom of choice is. They're not going to question it. And then I have failed as a parent, quite frankly, I, I believe. And what we were talking about in the break was this idea about coercion and bribery as tools of manipulation. And in the current state of affairs, we are seeing this happen all over the place. And it is creating an enormous divide between what will become the haves and the have nots, the have taken the medicine and the have nots taken the medicine. And we're seeing all over the place. We're seeing in all over different countries. We're seeing it in the US, we're seeing it in Canada and the UK. If you comply and take this medicine, put it into your bodies, here's the, uh, the prize that you will get for, for doing this. You will get a lifetime or a year's supply of daily donuts. You'll get $500. You'll be entered into a lottery. You, it, it goes on and on and on. Up here, kids are being given ice cream cones. That's not informed consent. That's not informed decision-making. That is coercion and manipulation. And we have laws about that, but somehow they're not really being uh, brought out. They're not being, they're not being touted out. And all, and all of that can feel very overwhelming, right? I mean, I know that, that when you and I have talked about this, Pat, that that's part of it that's come up is that, well, so what do we do? How do we stand in our power? How do we fight back. And, and a part of that was what I was sharing before was yeah. here are the things to recognize as manipulation. Another really key part of it is that it sucks to be manipulated. It feels awful when you realize, oh, they pulled the wool over my eyes again. If you can get it, <laughs> be, if you can, it, oh, so there are two parts to this we should talk about. And that's why I think we're doing the show is look we're not here to tell you what to do no that's not the show we do it's not the network we're here to say if you have a new level of awareness right mm -hmm. and megan you nailed it if you have a new level of awareness you absolutely want to have that awareness beforehand mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel good after the fact yeah it doesn't feel good after the fact whether that is in a relationship with your boss. Um, and we've talked about this. I mean, I work for a guy in my first consulting gig, really, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, who wanted me to go take a vision quest. This backfired, by the way. Go on a vision quest with a woman that became my mentor so I can steal her ideas and bring them back. So, the, so what's the manipulation? 
I will pay for this whole trip for you to have this experience, Pat. If you just go out there and be a spy and steal it, well, you don't you don't step on spirituality in that way. Mm-hmm. But I was smart enough to know that in a when anyway. And isn't this part of the conversation, especially now? It's how to navigate through the many, 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 many mm-hmm. ways, the web of ways people are trying to influence you. Some are influenced and some are really not. Mm-hmm. Isn't that why you're doing this in a sense? Absolutely. And it's about what is positive influence and what is negative influence. And positive influence, part of what I teach people how to do is to learn to trust their body because your body will never lie to you. How your body feels is incredibly important in being able to determine if the person that you're interacting with or the media outlet that you're listening to, the news station, or your governor or your premier, whoever it is that's talking to you, your religious leader, is telling you something that feels right in your body. But if you don't have body awareness, because you've been numbed out of your body your whole life for a variety of reasons, and you don't know how to trust yourself, you you won't know what it is that's happening in your body. So the first step is always about let's reconnect back to the body. The body is an incredibly sensitive, amazing antenna for the truth, for for your truth, for what's really, really true for you when you are able to be absolutely honest in it. If you love the idea of a donut every morning for the next year and that works for you, and you believe that what you're doing is right and for the greater good, that is your choice, absolutely your choice, and I will respect it. Not if you're 12 years old, mind you, but if you're an adult, you know, you're a fully formed adult, you get to make that, you get to make that choice. I would ask, as a form of empowerment, have you looked at it from all angles? Or is this just easier? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter right? It doesn't matter. It does matter what a person decides, but there's nothing that I or you can do about that, even if we believe we have a different perspective. Yeah. Because we're just stepping into that same role. Yeah. And by by the way, um, uh, there was an announcement in March, Krispy Kreme was giving away free donuts every day this year if you've been vaccinated. And all you need to do for 2021 is bring in your proof of vaccination. Um, and you know, you have to decide for yourself what that means, what that feels like to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to see um, what it means. It's, it was called here in the United States. Um, I'll tell you what it was. The follow-up to this, Megan, is exactly what you talked about. And there's an article that was in USA Today in the money section. It said COVID-19 vaccine freebies, such as gift cards, Krispy Kreme donuts. Are they a good or bad way to encourage shots? And so here we are. You know, people are talking about this. Mm -hmm. And yet we have to keep talking about this because these folks in this article are saying, does it raise ethical questions? about when it's acceptable to offer goodies to people to make a healthcare decision, especially when the handout could negatively affect the person's wellness. I mean, this so is an interesting conversation. We didn't even talk about 
whether the outcome of what you're being offered is good and bad. And mm -hmm. by the way, let me give you the mark for this, just in case those of you that are getting ready to not let me say this, this is in USA Today. It's an article that was based on April 27th. It was updated and it talks about this. Mm -hmm. But there's so many layers to this. And I want to ask you this in the time we have left. There's so many layers to this. What is the underpinning for you? You know, what is underneath here that we need to be able to say to folks to get back to the point of we have the, we, we have the freedom to choose? That's a great question. And the, my answer to that is who, what, where, when, why, and how. These are the fundamental questions of critical thinking. And as far as I'm concerned, critical thinking is the antidote to mass manipulation or any manipulation for that matter. Critical thinking is where you stop and you ask the questions, well, who is this about? Or who is this impacting? Why do they want this? What's happening here? You know, how is this being done? Where is this happening? Like, I think it's so fascinating. I've been so fascinated with numbers since this whole thing happened last March. Because numbers, like your body, numbers don't lie, but people lie with numbers. People manipulate with them the numbers they're giving you and how they're giving them to you in what context, or the numbers they're not giving you, right? For example, and we'll see where we go with this one. Up here in Canada, every day, you can go and find the report of the numbers, the case numbers. But what you won't hear the news talk about are the case numbers who have survived, not only survived, but are perfectly fine now. You can look at the numbers. You can say, okay, here's the death toll of COVID related. Here's the population. Divide one by the other, and you end up with the exact same information that the CDC has on their website which is that the fatality rate is 000.3% or 0.0003%. The survival rate is 99.987% or 99% depending on the population that you're in. So I, I looked at those numbers and thought, huh, why, why are those numbers not being shared? Why do I have to go and search for those numbers? But those numbers are important for critical thinking about this whole situation. And for asking those fundamental questions of why is this being done the way that it's being done? Does the risk equal the response and the fallout from the response globally? If you start thinking critically like this, there's a whole level of awareness that opens up that can allow you to then make a far more informed decision than you otherwise would be making. So it's fundamentally about critical thinking and then doing your research. And what part of that research, I brought this book, I pulled it out of my, uh, my ah, shelf. Nice. Oh, right. Hypnotic writing. How to seduce and persuade customers with only your words by Joe Vitale. You, you oh, know I know Mr. Fire. Yeah. So this is a book that's all about how to use language and words and sentence structure and formatting on the page to get the best end result of what it is that you desire, which is usually in this case to sell something to someone and get the most effect from that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that book too, though, is, uh, and I haven't read that one in a long time. Um, but if you follow Joe's career, mm -hmm. boy, did he, he, he flipped and made a turn. It was really interesting to go from that book to watch him evolve and step into his full passion mm -hmm. and to no longer be on the stage or in the movie, The Secret, 
but to be a musician. And, you know, part of this is from the internal wisdom we can get from a show like this, Megan. I mean, you know, we can learn all the right words, but mm -hmm. if on the outside we're saying all those words and on the inside we are like a hollow egg. Mm -hmm. We are like an eggshell with no yolk. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, and that is what burns the life out of our souls, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's why I you do a show like this, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. And this is why you and I have these amazing conversations every month about these kinds of topics that other people may not be necessarily aware of or talking about, or they are talking about it. And this becomes another place where we can, where we can um, create that kind of community that wants to have these sorts of conversations. Yeah. I had a friend recently say to me as I was turning blue in the face, trying to get her to see <laughs> what was happening. Mm -hmm. And she finally said to me, yeah, but so what? And that floored me. Oh, oh, okay. It it doesn't matter to you. Like yeah. you're, you can be aware that this is happening. Yeah. That that government and that media are using certain ways of speaking and and to convince us to do things. Yeah. Uh, you can look at the history and you can see where this has happened to devastating consequences. And entire populations have been have been murdered. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she's saying to me, "So what?" I still have to feed my family. I still have to go to work. I still, you know, need to have my community around me. So my choice is to not really pay attention to that and follow all the rules and, and just be like this, like hands over ears, because that's what I need to do. Well, and I have to respect that. You do. And that is a great way to sort of really bring this full circle is in the end, we are all going to have our own perspective, our own point of view and our own paradigm. How do we get through the chaos of this? And it is that mm -hmm. and hold on to those things and people that are near and dear, even if we don't agree with them. Yeah. And I think COVID is teaching us so many lessons, but I will tell you one of the greatest of all that I wake up with today uh, is the lesson of humility. And, and it is so important when we're looking at how do we understand ourselves in a world that would have us do things that we really don't want to do. Yeah, that are contrary to what- Don't want to do them, but we're doing them anyway. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's us. Megan, thank you for today. Again, let folks know how they can work with you, please reach out to me through my webpage, w, we don't need the W's, meganedge.ca. <laughs> Find me on Facebook, Megan Edge Healing, LinkedIn, also Megan Edge Healing. Visit me on YouTube and see some of our amazing shows and workshops and empowering information that we have there. Reach out to me with email. I love it. Love it. You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.